Well, hello and welcome back to Virtual Team Dynamics, the All Fire podcast. It's been a few months since the last podcast went out. Um, Things have been extremely busy, hectic over here at All Fire and uh, consequently, unfortunately, the blog posts and the accompanying podcasts have uh, sort of slipped onto the back burner a little bit and it's been, as I say, a few months since the last one came out. Hopefully things have calmed down a little bit and over the next few weeks and months I'll be able to get back to more regular blog posts, more regular um, podcasts, uh, catch you up a little bit in terms of things that have been going on. There are some very, hopefully some very exciting announcements and a couple of the projects that uh, that I've been a part of over this last few months will start to uh, to become public. So there'll be some, uh, some hopefully some some interesting things happening that I'll be able to report on, as well as just the the accompanying uh, the podcasts to the articles. So let's get on with it. Our uh, our article this this week this time is understanding your international project partners. Um, now we came at this one really. There's been oh look the the norm is when people start out on a new project, they'll all sit around and uh, and ponder the technical work that needs to be done. Then they'll ultimately they'll work out oh we need some people to do this work for us and they'll they'll rush around find the right teams hopefully. And often these days that involves finding people to work on your project who are co-lo- who are not co-located with your main team. They are scattered around the world or they're scattered around the country or even sometimes just scattered around the city in which you're based. So these uh, these new teams come together, they try and form and they try and do everything that they need to do. But many businesses, really due to the fact that um, that under most business constraints most businesses really don't have the capacity to keep a lot of people around between projects if they don't have continuous stream of projects for them many businesses just find it difficult to uh, to find the skill sets that they need within their organization to really get the best out of the virtual teams and the international project membership that they need consequently you end up with things being said like the opening quotes on the on the blog article you know why can't they just do it what i want or why is that not why am i not getting what i want from my team often it's not that the people are intentionally not giving you what they want often it's that they think they're giving you what you're after and um, it's you have not necessarily explained to them what it is that you need so there's there's big gaps there often in between the expectations and the way that those expectations are explained and conveyed so you need to find ways within your organization where you can pull together people who've got experience and expertise in working across these different cultures working into these different locations and use those skills if you have them, to help to share the skills amongst the rest of the team, you can have these people. They can they can be become key 
interface members when you're putting together your team they can be people who sit in on many of your project meetings and workshops and information sessions and share the experiences that they've built and use that as a way to educate and to mentor and to coach other people within the project so that they know what's expected of them and they know they know what to expect for themselves as well that if if they find themselves suddenly confronted with team members who they simply cannot work out a way to understand they can go and talk to these people or they can go back to the notes from some of these conversations and hopefully make some sense of the situation that they find themselves in rather than have to go back to first principles every time which is so often the case in these sorts of projects and try and work everything else everything out for themselves from scratch so finding those people is the first opportunity that you've got if you've got them in there they may not even be people you would normally think of as being um, experienced in that sort of a space it may be that you've got a young graduate or a, a graduate who's not always that young but someone who's who in their um, in their working life or their or their life be- before they joined your organization has lived in another country, lived in another culture, maybe travelled a great deal, maybe someone who spent eight, nine, ten months backpacking and working in, in various roles around the world. These people have got enormous skills and enormous expertise that you can that you can pull in to help when you're putting your team together. Yes, they may not have worked in that project environment that you're trying to construct. But if they've got the skills that they need to for that cross-cultural and international communication, they could be just the extra little piece that you need to complete the jigsaw and give you the team that you want. You can look to your HR professionals. Many HR professionals will have at least some insights into some of the challenges that you would face in this space. Although equally a great many HR professionals wouldn't because Unfortunately, a lot of HR people these days, the training that they receive is very much on the transactional side. They're trained how to fill in forms and how to convert those forms into database knowledge and how to deal with appraisals and and those sorts of things. But they're not always the right people to go to when you've got cultural and cross-cultural issues. Then, of course, you can go to the literature and particularly to some of the really good books and magazine articles that are out there. There's some very good stuff from people like Hofstede, who's linked to from the uh, from the blog article that accompanies this podcast. There's the there's the Globe um, in-depth studies of cultures. There's all sorts of books out there, and there's all sorts of articles in project management literature and in in uh, cross-cultural work as well. There's a few websites around, and then of course, given that you're listening to this on the Ulfire podcast. There's the work that we do here at Ulfire as well to help organisations understand some of the challenges that you may face in these situations. So hopefully there's been enough in there to uh, to give you something to ponder. Um, again, it's been, uh, I'm, I guess I'm pretty sorry that it was such a long break between the last podcast and this one, but hopefully we'll get things back together and at least get something out every couple of weeks um, going into the next part of the new year into 2017 which will hopefully be a good interesting and exciting year for everybody um, and i very much look forward to speaking to you in future podcasts thank you very much 